0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Pop Culture Diary with Carlos and I am very excited for today's episode because today's episode is unlike any other episode we have done so far on this show. Today I will be joined by a very, very special guest who is very near and dear to me. Um, This person has been someone I've talked to for a long time. They are a great friend of mine very sweet knowledge beyond their years. I mean, we just have conversations all the time and just chat it up. So I'm going to stop rumbling my mouth and let them introduce themselves.
1: Hello, everybody. My name is Yasmin Ali. I am Carlos's older sister. I feel like this Young man was trying to sound humble and like they have friends when they don't. Um, I'm joking, but very excited to be honest. So, very proud of Carlos for putting this together. This takes a lot of dedication and patience and work behind the scenes. So, very, very happy to be here.
0: Yes, in today's episode, we Tyra Banks, Naomi Campbell. Y'all are on the docket, okay? (laughs) Y'all, for real, is on the docket. So, honestly, I really wanted to have you on the show because I feel like this is something that me and you, like, we're always talking about just the treatment of black women, like black women specifically, in not just the modeling industry, but I think the treatment of black women, period, in society, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think... So I just thought, like, who else would be, who else could I have on the show besides you? And I think when we really get into this episode, we're going to just really see how in entertainment, there's always, like, a token black girl. How there can only always just be one and how black women can never just coexist as one entity without the white media, I'm not even gonna sugarcoat it, the white media trying to really just pick at them and put black women against one another. And not Absolutely. even and I'm not even gonna lie, Tyra Banks, you feeled a lot of this stuff. Like <laughs> you like I hate that I think the media looks at Tyra Banks like, Oh, Naomi Campbell bullied her, Naomi Campbell harassed her Naomi Campbell whooped her ass when it's like no, that's not what happened. Well,
1: we'll get into that, but I feel like colorism plays a bit more. Into
0: that, that too, as well. because there was that whole you know I hate that narrative where it's like Naomi Campbell, you know what? Let's just get into the program. Let's just get into the program because uh, I don't want to ramble. But I've got all my notes put up and I'm ready to go. So. I think it's important that we get some background on their careers and just where they are so we're going to go back to 1985 naomi campbell starts her modeling career and is going to go on to become one of the no not even one of the greatest supermodel of all time whether you'd like to admit it or not like come on absolutely so She starts her modeling career when she's 15. She lands the cover of British Elle in April of 1985, which is a few weeks before her 16th birthday. And by the late 80s, Naomi would receive more recognition when she walked for major designers like Gianni Versace, Isaac Mizrahi, and Dolce & Gabbana. And in 1987, she became the first black cover girl on British Vogue since 1966. And became the first ever black model to grace the cover of French Vogue. And there was a lot of backlash from French Vogue because French Vogue was very racist at the time. They rarely ever had black models in any of their catalogs. And designer Yves Saint Laurent threatened to withdraw his advertisement from the magazine if they didn't put Naomi on the cover of the magazine. And so I just think this alone just really tells you the amount of star power Naomi had. Because Naomi is that girl. I'm sorry. (laughs) Naomi is like, Naomi Campbell just has this aura of femininity and it's just something you don't see. Like I don't think there will ever really be another supermodel that just captures the overall essence that Naomi did and continues to possess, you know?
1: No, yeah, to this day, she still washes everybody out of the water. Like, there's no comparison. There's never going to be like this. second coming of Naomi. There's just Naomi. Her walk is unparalleled. Her looks are unparalleled. Her aura that she just brings, everything, the way that she is captured through the camera, is just...
0: Like... When I was reading, I was, like, seeing stuff about people that have, like, seen her in person, and they say that Naomi is, like, when you look at her, she looks like someone who just walked out of a painting. Like, she's just that stunning, and I think, ah. you know, she's, she's, she's one of my idols, I think. Well, was, until so she, like, did some stuff. We're going to get into that later. Yeah. But then in the early 90s, Naomi became a staple in the modeling industry. She was breaking barriers um, by covering major magazines that had never been covered before by black models. Um, she became the first black model to grace the September issue of American Vogue. And the September issue of Vogue is probably, no, not probably, it is the most important issue because it marks the start of a new fashion season. September is when fashion designers start start covering winter clothing and like f- spring and summer clothing is put on the back end but like I said she was breaking barriers in modeling and pushing through doors that had never just been opened before by a not even just a black supermodel but a dark-skinned supermodel at that and so she performs the holy trinity of supermodels alongside her white counterparts Christy Turlington and Linda Evangelista And in 1990, she was hailed as the reigning mega model of them all. So before we get into the rest of it, one thing I've noticed about Naomi Campbell is that she has this reputation for being a diva. And I kind of want to talk about how black women in the entertainment industry are always placed and put in this category of being divas or hard to work with, when in reality, they're just headstrong. You know what I mean?
1: are always painted as the bad guy evil selfish divas and in reality they just have a strong work ethic they know what they want they don't compromise and they know their their value excuse me so at the end of the day it really just comes down to her being black and her being dark skins because this energy is not parallel when it comes
0: to white people and it's like like it's Literally, like, it's only ever, like, we only see black women being deemed as difficult and hard to work with. But like, look at Madonna. Nobody ever says that Madonna is her difficult to work with when she is literally the exact same way, if not worse. You know what I mean? Don't
1: even get me started on
0: that. I just think like, that. I just think that being, you know. The, the being Naomi Campbell and breaking as many barriers as she had, the narrative of being difficult to work with, I just don't like that narrative they spun on her. I'm so, so sorry.
1: Absolutely. People really tried it. But Tyra Lynn Banks was born December 4th, 1973, in Inglewood, California. Um, her modeling career began when she was 15 years old in Los Angeles proper. She was rejected from many different modeling agencies across the town of Los Angeles before signing with LA Models, and she would later switch to Elite Model Management, which happened to be the same agency that Naomi Campbell was signed to at the time. Her opportunity to model in Europe came when she was about 16 years old. She immediately moved to Milan, Italy to book more European high-fashion modeling gigs in her first runway season, she booked 25 shows in 1991, Paris Fashion Week, which was very unheard of for a model of her immaturity. She also appeared in editorials for Vogue, Vanity Fair, and Harper's Bazaar, Cosmopolitan, and many other magazine features. In her early career, she also walked in shows for major designers such as Chanel, Issa Nerva, Versace. Georgia Armani, Christian Dior, Isaac Mizrahi, and many more. In 1993, Tyra Banks signed a contract with CoverGirl Cosmetics, and by the mid 90s, she became a household name in the modeling industry. During the start of her career, Tyra was adamant that Naomi was one of her inspirations, and often stuck Naomi's praises about her.
0: Okay, so that's Tyra Banks. <laughs> That's really all there is to say about Tyra Banks. I mean, Tyra Banks, she's Tyra Banks. I don't know what else there is to say about her. Yeah, her
1: modeling career kind of tanked
0: after the 90s. Yeah, I don't really like... I think Tyra... Tyra's... Tyra. I think she's done a lot in the modeling industry, but I don't like when people hold her to the same candle as Naomi Campbell because it's like... Like, it's just... Mm-hmm.
1: Like, I don't think of her as a model or a supermodel. And I don't like when she calls herself a supermodel, because you were never a supermodel.
0: Yeah, like... And I just, Like, the Naomi and Tyra comparisons to me is really just, like, apples to orange, Not apples to oranges, per se, but you get what I'm trying to say. It's like... I feel like it's,
1: like, chocolate cake to water. <laughs> honestly,
0: but. So of course the media can never see two black women coexist in the same space without rivalry so this brings us to 1992 so in 1992 black models in the industry naomi campbell tyra banks veronica webb sonia cole beverly peel stephanie roberts and others they held a press conference in new york to discuss the lack of representation in modeling and the racism that black models face in the industry in comparison to white their white counterparts. And I think the modeling industry, honestly, a lot of progression has been made as far as representation, but there's still a lot. Like, there's still much more that needs to happen. Absolutely. Like, I feel like we're in a space where we have more black models, but... They're just not. They're just not receiving the same treatment as a Kendall Jenner or as a Beverly. Not a Beverly. What I going to say? Or as a Gigi Hadid. Or you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, and there's not very much range when it comes to a lot of these modest features. I don't like to use the word um, "Eurocentric" features when it comes to Black people, because Black people cannot have Eurocentric features. Black people are allowed to have small noses. So I have a small nose. Like, Black people can look many different ways, but there is definitely um, some synchronicity to when it comes to the models that they decide to sign in the industry and the models that get the high checks. You know, these girls have small noses and don't have, you know, the biggest lips. They still have big lips because they're black, but they're not, like, like, you know, like, I've never seen a black, high-paid model with, like, a, a big, wide nose,
0: yeah, and then even when you watch, like a lot of the fashion shows now, the there's black models and there's models who aren't white, but it's always light. There's they're always light skin. Like let's keep it real. There's no you rarely ever see like multiple dark skin supermodels. You see like one maybe two on a good day.
1: Mm, absolutely, and the rest are anorexic, white women
0: who all look the same. And it's like back in the nineties, there were more. I feel like I feel like okay. I, I don't know. It, the 90s is one of those things where there was representation, but there also wasn't because I was watching the Victoria's Secret, the, one of the older Victoria's Secret shows. Um, body type, it was the same thing, all size zero to two supermodels, you know, not much there, but I just, like, skin-wise, there was a lot of diversity skin-wise. Like, you had Naomi Campbell, you had Tyra Banks in the show, you had other dark-skinned supermodels and you, you had models walking for like na- their natural hair and it's like when do we ever see that now never mm. we just never That's, see that type of diversity
1: yeah absolutely there's there's definitely been some progression as somebody who has collected fashion magazines since as far as she can remember um There's definitely been some progress because I remember flipping through my mother's books and seeing Naomi and being like, oh my god, like she's so beautiful. And I see like, all these white people. And I was like, oh, okay. And slowly but surely, there have been no more black people, or Asian people, Um, dark skinned Asian people, things like that. But there
0: is still not enough. So. Naomi and Tyra run into each other throughout the 90s and they worked together. They did a couple fashion shows together. Um, they did some magazine spreads here and there. And in 1992, Naomi, Tyra, and supermodel Beverly Pill did a magazine spread for Vogue. And there were reports that there was tension between Naomi and Tyra. Tyra and Naomi talk about this on Tyra's god awful. <laughs> <laughs> Her god-awful talk show. Um, We're going to get into that later, though. But they did talk about this particular magazine spread, and we'll get back to that later. So 1993 is really when things take a toll. Naomi allegedly told Carl Lagerfeld to, quote, ban Tyra from the Chanel catwalk by saying this, quote, If she appears, I don't.
1: I'm, I'm sorry. Like that's awful if that is true, but
0: also if it's true, that's also like
1: kind of
0: iconic. I feel like, I feel like if that is true, um, there really if Naomi Campbell doesn't, I mean, back then if Naomi Campbell didn't walk in a fashion show back then, I mean, like it really wasn't a fashion show because let's keep it real. Everybody wanted was there to see Naomi Campbell. You know, everyone wanted to see Naomi. (laughs) So, I feel like she she, prob- she probably did use her leeway of, if you want me, then get rid of that. Do you know? As she said. So, and then the same year, she allegedly pra- placed pressure on John Casablancas, the founder of Elite Model Management, to drop Tyra from the roster. Casablanca said this to Tom Skies in her interview she, Naomi Campbell, made me lose Tyra Banks because she didn't feel like there was enough room for her and Tyra at the same agency. Um, I really don't think we should take what um, Casablancas has to say. I don't think we should take his word too seriously because allegedly he told, not even allegedly, he just told Grace Jones, you know, D Grace Jones, he said this, Selling a black model in Paris is like trying to sell them an old car no one wants to buy. Wow. Um, Imagine saying you that. you already
1: know. <laughs> you already know how I feel about Grace Jones. That's right. life inspiration.
0: Um, wow. That's disgusting. That's disgusting. And he married a 16-year-old, so I don't think we should really take what he has to say. Oh. Yeah, that, yeah. He married a 16-year-old, which is funny. Yeah. He also talked about Naomi. He also said that Naomi was like a, quote, nightmare to work with. And he alleges that she was abusive towards staff and other models. He said, quote, she has been having people around here in tears. Our staff have killed themselves for her in terms of the number of lies told in order to protect her. So Tyra leaves elite model management and she signs with IMG models within a week and then Casablancas kicks Naomi from elite model management because she was difficult to work with apparently. Take what you will with that.
1: I just this is a bit of a leeway, but I just think it's really interesting that everybody who's ever met Naomi Campbell, outside of like the modeling industry that doesn't actually work with her, like her celebrity peers, um, has nothing but nice things to say about her. Yeah. But
0: I feel like Naomi is one of those people where when she's at work, she's just not at work to make friends. Like, y'all are coworkers. You know what I mean? Mm, that's how I feel. That's what I'm I really think it is. Change. Yeah. I think everybody was like, I'm not here. And she's like, this is my, like, I'm here for a paycheck. Like, we are not friends. We are colleagues. <laughs> you know? That's how I think it was, but I wasn't even born, Absolutely. so what do I know?
1: She is a Capricorn Rising
0: and the Taurus Sun. So that is very believable. Mm. So then after that, Naomi also allegedly started c- accusing Tyra of copying her look. And then a magazine called The Evening Star said that Naomi was convinced that Tyra was trying to replace her as Refat Ozbek's favorite model. And then there was behind-the-scenes stuff you know, fashion reporters and fashion insiders saying that Tyra and Naomi were fighting backstage at fashion shows. There's reports of Naomi allegedly taking clothes from Tyra's rack and wearing them over the runway. Reports of them fighting over who would close fashion shows, which is a very big deal. Closing and opening fashion shows, those are the most memorable start, the memorable parts in a fashion show, who closes and who opens. And so I think Naomi felt like, why is this new girl closing a fashion show? You know what I mean? So there was that. However, in 1994, Tyra said this to a magazine in regards of Naomi Campbell. Quote, why do I have to knock out Naomi to be successful with white models? They don't do that. Which is, I honestly think is a real thing because they rarely ever put two white, not even just white models, but two white women in the entertainment industry against one another. It's only, only with black women.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would even go as far as to say it's non-black women in general. That does not happen to But when it comes to black women, it's always, oh, she's going to replace her. And she's going to... It's really sick. People are saying that Brie Runway is... Replacing Normani for not releasing her album, like
0: it's. And it's just like, why can't they coexist? Like, I think, why can't we just be in a space where, with the example of Brie Runway and Normani, why can't we just have two black, dark-skinned pop stars dominating? You know what I mean? Exactly.
1: Exactly. And also, <laughs> you can literally cut this out if you want to, but it bothers to me that people still call them like R and B artists, they're artists. They're literally. Pop singers sing pop is what they
0: do. Like Like, stop. if I hear someone say "Velvet Rope" by Janet Jackson is an R and B album one more time, <laughs> <laughs> if someone tells me that it's an R and B album, can we if stop tells trying? Me
1: Janet Jackson is the R and B singer.
0: Can we stop trying to paint black people with one brush? Like we are not monolithic. We are all different. Like you know what I mean. Exactly. Exactly. <sighs>
1: ignorant ass racist ass modeling industry and i feel like it's probably more prevalent there even because the modeling industry relies on beauty standards and everybody knows that the beauty standards of the world are very eurocentric so there's not going to be a lot of space for black and brown people but especially black people especially the darker you are
0: right and i feel like the reason that naomi campbell was so driven and was so like serious in her work is because she knows that you know she was the exception to the rule you're a dark skinned black woman in a white in a predominantly white industry one slip up and you could be out so i feel like that's why naomi was so you know what i mean
1: absolutely and Further on that point, that's why it's hard for me to believe that Naomi's just, like, this terrible person. Because I highly doubt that she wouldn't have gotten fired for this behavior. Like, even though she did make quite a big impact early on, still in the early 90s, she was not the Naomi Campbell she is today. Like, she was just a big model. So...
0: And it's like even when Casablancas dropped her from elite model management, Naomi was still booking, Casablancas needed Naomi. Naomi didn't need Casablancas. I've never heard of them in my entire life. Exactly. Case in point right there. <laughs> so Naomi So Tyra also So Tyra left the high fashion modeling gig after nineteen ninety four. Um she said that it was because well, it was this, she started gaining weight, which is nothing wrong with gaining weight. But we know the modeling industry and their unrealistic standards of beauty. So she just really wasn't booking that many like runway gigs as she was previously when she was like a size two. Um, so she switched that and started doing more mainstream modeling gigs and got her CoverGirl deal. She booked Sports Illustrated, GQ, all those different magazine spreads. And there was also, she also blamed Naomi Campbell as the reason she left modeling. She said that Naomi's quote-unquote bullying got to the point where she couldn't handle it anymore. She said that Naomi was the reason she left modeling because Naomi was bullying her.
1: Um, I was going to say something else, but I'm going to just clamp my tongue. I'm not going to say that. Um, that's interesting. I think, excuse my tongue Bob. I think it's curious that she went through all that and then blamed Naomi as the catapult of the end of her runway modeling career. And has had a successful career; like she's not anybody's scrub. She's very, very accomplished, very wealthy. She's had lots of questionable business endeavors that were surprisingly successful. For what reason I'm not sure um, like, her talk show where she thought she was Oprah, like, her reality show where she got random people from the age of 18 to 25 from across America um, and had them all live in a house in the hopes of becoming America's next-time model but never actually produced a top model. There was the film
0: with future coke addict Lindsay Lowen. Um, Life where played, size.
1: Where she played a Barbie, <laughs> and there was also this sequel that came out a few years ago that said Coke addict was not in. Um, I can't really think of anything else besides that. I mean, Sports Illustrated, Tori's Secret. I'm sure those were really great paychecks. Um, she's very successful she just wasn't successful as a runway model and a lot of people are not successful
0: as runway models and i think people they look at like modeling like as this really glitz and glam lifestyle when actuality is really hard like behind the scenes of the mo- being a model is not what it's cracked up to be like there's drug abuse eating disorders you know racism colorism all this behind the scenes in the industry that really doesn't get talked about so, I can, it's understandable why people leave, you know? And I mean,
1: I wouldn't want to be in that situation either because, as you said, so many of these girls are dealing with shit that we don't, excuse me for cursing, I'm so sorry. So many of these girls are dealing with things that we don't know about, like eating disorders, racism, colorism, mm-hmm. um, being, you know, dealing with their, um, sexual orientations
0: mm-hmm. the Abuse in the ab- physical, and so. emotional and sexual abuse in the industry, that too. Absolutely.
1: Sexual harassment, um women just getting underpaid in general, but especially if you're black, like it's not fun. These women are also constantly getting critiqued for their appearance from the public, from their peers. And from the people that write their paychecks, so that does not make for good mental health. You have to have the extremely strong sense of mind
0: to work in that industry for such long time. And that goes back to the whole diva thing with Naomi Campbell. That's probably how she survived being in a being in an environment where all of this was so normalized. Having thick skin, not you know, that's probably putting a guard up is probably what protected her. You know?
1: Absolutely. And Tyra came in with her ghastly green eyes and her creamy, light-skinned, fenty-shaped 310 and batted her eyelashes and thought it was going to be something that it wasn't and tried to blame that on the big, mean black girl when in reality it was not her fault or Naomi's fault. It was the industry. But...
0: And honestly, that colorist narrative that that was really spun, where it's like, Naomi Campbell, the dark-skinned black woman, picking on this light-skinned girl. Yeah, that. And people, I think
1: people nowadays are getting a lot more hint to the fact that Naomi wasn't, like, this evil monster. But definitely... I think since I started like to actually learn about models in the modeling industry when I was very young, like maybe seven, I had been hearing that Naomi Campbell was just like an evil person.
0: And it's like I don't think like I, like we said earlier, she's not evil. It's just this is how the media likes to portray black women, particularly dark skinned black women. And it's like we they would have never said the same thing about Lisa Evangelista or, you know what I mean, or a Christy Hillington, or a Cindy Crawford. Absolutely not, and honestly, all of those women look incredibly mediocre to
1: me, but that's just because, actually, never mind. <laughs> um, am not going to go there, but yeah, so, so anyways, let's get into the reunion
0: of Tyra and Naomi after 15 years. Oh my gosh, the the Tyra Banks TV show. So before wait before we do that, um, 1997. Tyra becomes the first black model to grace Sports Illustrated, Victoria's Secret, and GQ magazine. And in her interview with GQ magazine, Tyra says this when asked about Naomi Campbell. She says, "Quote: I don't feel it's my job to make up. I didn't do anything. I'm not saying anything about Naomi." 1999 Naomi enters rehab after suffering a five-year battle with cocaine and alcohol and she was also getting a reputation for being violent after over a dozen employees and associates accused her of assault dating back to the 80s and 90s she pled guilty to this and in two instances she hit two different assistants with her cell phone and kicked and spat on airport police officers and this gave her community service in two thousand and seven, where she infamously wore a sequin Dolce and Gabbana gown to volunteer with the city, the New York City Sanitation Department. Yes, ma'am. Yes. <laughs> anybody
1: remembers anything about Naomi Campbell in her career? Everybody remembers that sequin gown that she wore at community service.
0: Like-
1: um, I love how that we were just praising Naomi and talking about like the issues in the modeling industry and then you go on <laughs> to talk about her abuse and
0: I think it's a, drug addiction listen to it. it's important to know <laughs> it
1: is important to know um what we said was still valid
0: mm-hmm. um, but
1: that being said we still don't like this bitch Mm-mm. um so there's
0: that oh I'll let you take the lead on this one
1: Earlier, not sure if that part of the episode got cut out. This little tangent is probably made cut out as well. Tyra Banks used to have a talk show. For some reason, she thought this was a good idea. Um, She was basically trying to be like an Oprah mixed with an Ellen mixed with a Rosie O'Donnell. It didn't pan out well. I think it lasted for about five seasons, and. This show was incredibly inappropriate, offensive in many different ways, and over-dramatized, probably for views and money. Anyways, one of the episodes in particular, she decided to have on Naomi Campbell and have a reunion with her after 15 years. And famously did not have a live studio audience because she didn't know what would go down. As if anything, but like, wouldn't you want like one of your little sad fans to run up on one stage and protect you? A big, angry black
0: woman jumped on you or something. Yeah, I was like, because in the intro, she's like, there's no live studio audience. We don't know what's going to happen. What do you think is going to happen? Like, It's going to be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> there's not going to be applause. Do you? Do you think Naomi's gonna bust you upside the head with a cell phone or something? Like, what do you, what do you think? Like, a hacksaw or
1: an axe and bash you in the face with it, like Patrick in American
0: Psycho. It was just very over dramatic. And I think watching the show now, it's like, what are you doing?
1: It's literally comical to watch because she is trying so hard to be serious. And, like, she, you can tell that she thinks. That it is serious, but it's clearly a joke. Like, it's funny. Like, you're making a joke of yourself.
0: It's just like, like, many of, like, the segments did not age well, like, at all. Like, this show had some of the most racist, misogynistic, homophobic, transphobic segments that I've ever seen before in all 17 years of my existence. Like, The episode where she pretended to be a homeless woman?
1: The episode where she pretended to be a 600-pound woman. Um, The episode where she had a group of men come on stage and had a pseudoscientist try and tell the audience that the spiral of hair in which... Um, their growth
0: pattern is can indicate whether a man is heterosexual or homosexual <laughs> at the back of their scalp. Like um, who who greenlit this? Who told her this? You know what? The reunion episode. That's we're on the reunion episode. Like we could do a whole podcast on the Tyra Bank show, like in its own entity. Like it's uh, the, reunion <laughs> the reunion episode. The reunion episode.
1: Tyra was dead, like, as I stated earlier, as Tyra was taking it, like, various issues. Oh, and you, you hurt. You're, like, and you said, I was, what? And, oh, oh my God. And Naomi was just sitting there, unbothered. And she was, like, visibly trying not to laugh.
0: Like, Na- she
1: was visibly trying to compose herself.
0: Tyra was, like, you had me kicked out of shows. You did this to me. And Naomi was, like, smiling and nodding the whole time, like,
1: uh-huh yeah
0: <laughs> it was just one of those things where it's like i feel like naomi did not know what she was signing up for i feel like tyra kind of ambushed her you know what i mean
1: i feel like she definitely did get ambushed and i feel like the only reason naomi stayed was partly because of pity, partly because she thought it was funny mainly because there was probably a large check involved
0: hmm like i feel like tyra didn't really like i feel like the producer of the show really didn't tell her the whole gist of it i feel like she thought maybe it was just going to be like a reunion and not a tyra banks therapy session where tyra cries for an hour
1: absolutely i never thought there was gonna be some kumbaya you know maybe a little Kwanzaa celebration um Maybe Naomi brought like a nice separate pie and Tyra brought like her world famous fried like, chicken. <laughs> but that didn't happen.
0: And it was funny. I think the part that lives rent free in my head <gasps> oh. <laughs> is when, <laughs> when Tyra's like, so we were doing a show for Gianni Versace. And they tapped me on my shoulder and they say, Tyra, you've been cut. And then I'm like, why, why? And then he looks over and he looks at you. And I say, oh. And Naomi's like, you think that was me? Do you even know Gianni Versace? I had just to. I feel like it. the way she just threw it in they're Like, do you even do you even know Gianni Versace? <laughs> and then Tyra says, no, I don't know him. <laughs> Like, no, I didn't know him. Like, the fact that she thought Naomi Campbell had that much power to have her removed from a Gianni Versace show. Right. Gianni she was Versace. very close
1: friends, but back then, um, she was still just his employee.
0: Like, I mean, she did kind of have her removed. She didn't really have her removed from Casablanca's. Like, Tyra left on her own free will from Casablanca's. Naomi just didn't want her there. I
1: also up to her and like, oh, I grew up looking up to you and I wanted to be like you when I grew up. And one of my idols, you know, this older, older, older black woman, sweetie, y'all are three years apart.
0: Literally, like, that really was like, Tyra (laughs) kept acting like Naomi was like 20 years her senior.
1: Like, making it seem like Naomi was this old lady, y'all literally (laughs) could have been in high school together.
0: Like... Tyra and she's was like, born
1: in December, so they would have only been a couple grades apart. She would have been a sophomore when Naomi was a senior.
0: Because Tyra just kept emphasizing, like, you have this older woman here who's like picking on me, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that's just about that. that I'm, like we'll older, like older woman. She's like three years your senior. Y'all could be sisters.
1: Y'all could literally. Like, growing up, y'all could
0: have had play dates. Y'all could have went to high school together. Like. College, all of it. Like, what are you talking about, bro? Like, but Tyra was acting like she was some 15-year-old girl and Naomi was, like, 70. Like. <laughs> Jesus. And if you really
1: want to get into it, we're not going to talk about who looks 15 and who looks 70
0: now. Child. But... Oh, listen. And- all I'm, all I'm going to say is them white jeans Tyra gotten her is really showing. All I'm going to say is
1: there's a lot of Botox and fillers happening in one of these women. Yes. So Tyra tries to pry into Naomi's childhood and is talking about excuse me, she asks Naomi, you know what she meant when she said she was kind of envious of her. And Naomi goes on to say that she was envious of the fact that Tyra got to have her mother because Naomi is famously very close with her mother, Vanessa. And she wished that she could have had her mother with her, you know, bringing her to shows, giving her more support. And she was like, um, actually, you know what? You know what? Actually, that was only. That year, that year, and that year Did I have my mother with me? Um, This one time in Paris I, I didn't have my mother I didn't have, And this other time,
0: uh, no, my mother wasn't there No, so, I don't know No Yeah, honestly Tyra was like playing the role of the victim Where it's like, in a sense Both of you are the victim Because this whole feud was concocted By the white media
1: Absolutely They're both a the victim But Tyra was playing the victim as light-skinned women typically do.
0: She, um, the white woman was coming out and she was playing the white victim.
1: was. Her colonized genes really sold on that day. And it was sick um, because both of you have been wronged. And it's sad for you to be blaming this other black woman about the fact that both of you were wronged in the same way. me. I feel like she was wronged a bit more. You were
0: wronged as well, but you decided to. You, know, you played you know, into I'm not it. Gonna put up with this. I'm gonna go down a different name. Naomi. I feel like Naomi didn't play into it as much as Tyra did. I feel like Naomi Tyra was more like, you know what I mean. Tyra was really buying into this. She was doing what the white media wanted her to do, which was create something out of nothing.
1: Exactly, and at that point, people didn't. About it, like nobody. Well, I don't want to say nobody really knew about their feud because you know their quote unquote feud did happen, it was in the media in the 90s. Um, Wendy Williams, no doubt, talked about it on um, Kiss went away, whatever. Um, but people forgot about it. The only reason that it got rehashed was because of that television appearance,
0: hmm, hmm. Like,
1: so you literally added fuel to embers, there wasn't even any fire left.
0: Like it was like it's just like like that it's just really the result of the white media wanting to see black women fight. Like that's really just it. Just wow. Um moving past this terrible So in recent years the two have been relatively cordial, to say the least, with one another in a 2013 L Magazine interview, Naomi said this when faced with comparisons between her show, The Face, and Tyra's Show, America's Next Top Model. She says, quote, I don't watch the other reality model shows. I'll never have anything to say. If you're going to ask me about Tyra Banks, I'm going to say I'm proud of her as a woman of color. She's given opportunities and God bless her. Very cordial and very kind of her. yeah Tyra Banks still says she said this multiple times that she's quote to this day I'm very scared of her when she's asked about Naomi Campbell which I really don't understand what she's scared of are you scared that Naomi Campbell is going to climb from behind a tree and grab you like what are you scared of you're a a grown woman it's things (laughs) Naomi is literally
1: drinking green smoothies and applying makeup and interviewing is on her
0: attempts at a YouTube talk show like it's time to give it it's time to give it up honestly Jeez. this whole rivalry is really just the white media and their racism and anti-blackness that's really it I mean and then ghastly green eyes just had to play into it
1: Tyra, like she makes Tyra and so many other Black people with light eyes, like they make their light eyes a personality trait. Rihanna does not do this. That's the that's the one Black person I can think of that has light eyes that doesn't do this. Rihanna does not do this. Tyra is just one example. She does not blink. Oh. Like <laughs> she she must, and that's why. If you've, like, seen recent pictures of her, she has, like, those eye bags, like, the crow's feet. And, like, her eyes are always red. It's because she's never blinking. Because they're always wide open. She wants everybody to see her.
0: Mm -mm 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 -mm. Like, we see them already. Thing that we have for you today. I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as we did. Um, I would definitely have to have you on the show again. Because this didn't even... This episode is almost an hour long. And it really didn't feel like it was an hour long. Like, it feels like we just we're just chopping it up no we really were Um, we were
1: definitely gonna have to edit this down to like 20 minutes
0: but still it was it was fun little time it was the beat was hot the beat is hot okay (laughs) i i I like the beat (laughs) so i hope you guys enjoyed this episode come back next week and i'll have something brand new but until then thank you and see you later